What's good with the sports fans? Christian Pedersen here in the San Diego Prep Insider Studios. We are in to the quarterfinals, on to the quarterfinals, whatever the correct use of the terms is and or are. I apologize for the lack of grammar. We are too busy studying football to get anything else shoved in to our brains. And I say us, I mean myself, Tommy Morris, Noah Laxina, Bodie Da Silva, everybody that makes up the SD Prep Insider crew. Bodie Da Silva joining us, as always, from Scorebook Live. Uh, but I also mean the cast of characters that will be joining us to help preview all the different games, brackets, and divisions. Uh, we're kind of split up. We're in studio for some of these. We're out of studios for other disease. So I apologize for not being super coherent necessarily in terms of how you normally consume our show. But I promise that everything that you need in terms of your football coverage is here spread out amongst all the different segments that we have for you. Thank you. Uh, as always, our show is brought to you by the good people at Blast Radius Coffee. So what do you say we get started with our Division 1? We'll work 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and then close with the Open. For Division 1, man, great games, huge line... I, We'll say that about everyone. So just just know that every one of these games is preceded with verbs such as, you know, huge, key, clutch, uh, monstrous, uh, uh, epic, uh, big. All anything. It, like, all these games are going to be great. So let's just get to talking about who's playing, when, and where. And then we'll get the guests. First game up in the Division One quarterfinals is Steel Canyon versus Oceanside. Number one, Steel Canyon. Number nine, Oceanside, uh, Steel Canyon with a bye last week. Oceanside, they win 10-0 against Eastlake for Steel Canyon. This is what I believe potentially could be the start of a run all of the way to a state championship game. Maybe in a state championship title, I believe Steel Canyon. Uh, very fortuitous with the one seed in this bracket. Let's see them make the most of it. Next game is number five, Grossmont, and number four, Madison. See, this one is Madison's game to win and or lose. They are in the driver's seat here. Uh, and I say to win or to lose because Grossmont, I think, is going to be one of the harder teams in the county to beat twice. Big Old time, football timey saying of hard to beat a team twice. Grossmont's the living embodiment of that. Expect this one to be a lot closer the first time they uh, squared off earlier this season. Still see Madison in the driver's seat here. Next, we've got Mission Hills, the number three team, taking on number six, LaCosta Canyon. I like LCC as a sleeper team through this bracket in terms of, of the lowest remaining. Um, you know what? I scratched that because I looked at the next game, and Torrey Pines, Poway, uh, Torrey Pines is another team that Torrey Pines is the 10 or Torrey Pines Lincoln. I apologize for, for throwing Poway in there. It's Torrey Pines Lincoln. I, I had green on the mind and Poway is on the next bracket of, of division two that we'll get to in a second. So number 10, Torrey, number two, Lincoln, man, both, both games in this side of the bracket seem kind of like upset central to me. Torrey 10 to uh, over Lincoln could be uh, numerically the biggest of the upsets to happen in the remaining brackets. What do you say we get the input from uh, Bodie Da Silva? Okay, we're now joined by Bodie Da Silva. He is our guest celebrity picker for Division One. Bodie is at SD Preps on Twitter and Instagram. He's the official Scorebook Live reporter for the CIF San Diego section. Scorebook Live is the digital content provider for CIF statewide. Get your team on Scorebook Live now. Bodie, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for being flexible this week as we are all split up. Um, by the time anyone's listening to this, I will say retroactively go back and listen to whatever the heck Bodie and I create from National Letter of Intent signing day. We will both be there. <laughs> I just found out that I'm emceeing the event, and Bodie just found out that he's going. So we have yeah, perfect. We have tons of planned out content. Really, really <laughs> meticulously. We've been working at this one for weeks. Uh, same as our football picks. Bodie. Talking about the Division One playoff bracket, let's get straight to it. Steel Canyon, they are the first team we are going to talk about. They were on a bye last week, waiting to see who they played. They are going to get Oceanside. Oceanside wins a 10-0 uh, confusion bowl, as I have come to call it this week, because 
it looked sloppy and defensive, and the only touchdown came very, 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 very late in the game. Uh, is that a sign that the Oceanside defense is good enough and strong enough to withstand the test of Steel Canyon, or is this a Steel Canyon team that really lucked out in that one seed and can potentially make a state run? Yeah, Oceanside's been a confusing team this year. Uh, they played Carlsbad really close, but then they've had these games where they got shut out 27 nothing at Mission Hills. They lost to El Camino to end the year, um, which, which ultimately cost them a home game here in playoffs, but they responded well at East Lake. I know I'm sure they would have loved to score more, but I think this is going to be a tough battle. I like Steel Canyon to win. Uh, they're coming off a bye, and, and it was a tough loss for them to end the season against Helix. But I think Oceanside's going to give them a really good battle. Uh, the teams haven't played in, and I believe it's 15 years, so there's no familiarity at, at, uh, between them at all, uh, and obviously a long distance in travel. But I think Steel Canyon gets it done, but it's going to be a close one, I believe. Next game we got is number five, Grossmont, taking on number four, Madison. They already played once earlier this year, so uh, instead of uh, 15 years since the last time these two met, how about, uh, feels like 15 minutes. Madison won that yeah. contest. It was at Grossmont. This time it's at Madison. What do you see here? Yeah, and, and I know I, I believe in last year's playoff, they, they played at well as well at Madison. I think the lights may have gone off, if, if that sounds familiar. I have that one in my mind, but uh, Madison's played well on offense this year. I think that continues. Uh, Grossmont is obviously always offensively focused. Uh, Robert Tucker and Jamie Odom have had great seasons, but um, I think Madison's going to pull one out here. And um, they had a, a bye week to prepare, I think, get healthy and um, see what Grossmont did in their opener against San Marcos. Mission Hills, the number three seed, had a bye last week. They are playing a host to number six, LaCosta Canyon, who finished Granite Hills season. Mission Hills, tons and tons and tons of non-section strong opponents, strength of schedule. Like, they were one of the bubble teams that, you know, one team slips, Mission Hills would have been in the open division. LCC, they take a hard loss early in the year to Cathedral Catholic, but since then have been weathering the storm pretty well. Both of these teams pretty dynamic on both sides of the ball, so what do you see here? Yeah, they played uh, in Week 9, which was a game Mission Hills won just at the end of the game, 14-10. to 10. Uh, and they've played a lot. This is the fourth time they've played in the last two seasons. They had a big matchup in last year's playoffs. Um, I expect another low-scoring game. I think they really know each other at this point. Uh, and, and they have top players on defense as well. So uh, that's another reason. I'm going to go with La Costa Canyon on this one. I, I think they've uh, seen him enough. And I, I think uh, enough on offense of them with Marshall Eicher uh, and Aiden Lippert. I think they'll, they'll score enough. And um, I like La Costa to upset Mission Hills here. My goodness, that, that is a big upset. That is a very big upset. Uh, hey, you got to pick. I mean, I can't imagine it all goes as, as you'd plan. Speaking of upsets, I was wrong about Tory Pines last week. I'm very sorry, Coach Gladnick. I'm always very sorry when I pick against you, but this one especially, uh, the emphatic way that you got it done. Uh, 34-6 against Rancho Bernardo. The 10-seeded Tory Pines moves on to play the two-seeded Lincoln Hornets who also, like, the, the theme of this is now upsets because Lincoln had a big upset against Cathedral Catholic to close out the season and kind of uh, flip the standings on their head and get everyone real confused going into the playoffs. So, Bodie, Torrey Pines, Lincoln, what do we got? Yeah, so this has been a, a, a battle uh, coming for a while. I know uh, there's always a lot on social media between the two. They've matched up in the offseason a lot, seven on seven, uh, having a lot of rivalries, but obviously the game's, not always played seven-on-seven. Seven. Uh, Torrey Pines had a big win in, in the first week of the playoffs. They went to Rancho Bernardo and uh, beat the home team by four touchdowns there. So uh, I expect this to be another close one. Uh, and as I as I just filed in my, my game predictions this week, I am going to go with Torrey Pines and get a Torrey Pines-Lacosta Canyon semifinal. Wow, Bodie, that is actually very honorable of you to follow up with <laughs> the corresponding game picks. We had Tommy Morris on, or we will have... So bad at structuring these when we're not in studio. Uh, Tommy Morris is going to be on with us for divisions four and five, and Tommy picks both teams to win and lose both games at the same time. Uh, he, he just <laughs> like does it. it. He does it in an alternate <laughs> podcast. All right, uh, Bodie De Silva. You can find him at SD Preps on Twitter and Instagram. SB Live CA for all of the work that he is doing with Scorebook Live, the partners of the San Diego CIF section and all the CIF sections. But this is a very San Diego centric show. Bodie, 
Thank you very, very much for joining us, and we will uh, talk to you maybe at the recap show. Oh, no, I forgot. We're going to see you for the uh, the uh, the National Letter of Intent thing. SD Preps, thank you very much. We'll talk to you later. Okay, on to Division 2. This is why I was sneaking Poway in yeah, incorrectly with the Lincoln Green. I apologize again. Uh, we've got Bishops, the number one seed, taking on number nine seeded Poway. Bishops with a bye last week. Poway with a 47-0 win over Monta Vista, technically being an upset with Poway the nine, Monta Vista the eight. Really, really good Poway run is... Uh, is going to have to be the central theme for the Titans if they want to control and or or dominate the line of scrimmage, the time of possession, the opportunities for Tyler. But they've they've got to establish that run game physically straight up the middle as one of the uh, the the huge keys to victory. To me, though, I'll believe it when I see it in terms of, of the. Bishop's school losing in its current incarnation. Say what you will about strength of schedule, who they do or don't play. There's 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 logistical reasons why Bishop's just kind of has to play the schedule that they play during the regular season. It is, I don't believe, any case to indict and or doubt and or slight the talent of this football team. So until I see otherwise, I am confident in Bishops' ability to win football games. Number five, Morse will be taking on number four, Santa Fe Christian. Look out for Morse, man. Uh, the offense started to throw a little bit, started to do some things that just make them versatile, and the defense uh, flipped the script. Uh, on Miramis in terms of the last two times that they have played. For Santa Fe Christian, they had a bye last week, so they will be healthy. They will be rested. They will be looking for uh, a, a, somebody to hit for the first time in, in, in two weeks after taking a loss to Bishops. So they will be lethal, but I, I see this as, as a narrow Morse win. Number three, Vista coming off a bye will take on number six, Christian Vista, Desmond Taua, and company, the three-headed dragon, whatever you want to call the the just the monster iteration that is the backfield for the Vista Panthers this year. They're going to be hard to stop. I don't think that Christian has enough to stop it. I see Vista winning this game. Number seven, El Camino, and number two, San Pasqual. El Camino, 42-25 in the last round. That's that's a very impressive win. We've had a couple of people, uh, Bodie Silva, Raymond Brown from San Diego Football Network. Uh, I, I even believe Noah last week was was pretty high on, on just how good this El Camino team can be. They have to take on uh, San Pasqual, though, and number two, San Pasqual, with a bye last week and with the strength of schedule, strength of results, strength of just how consistently they've done it all season long with the run game. I think that this just veers into the the, the harder-to-beat scenario. Over to Division 3. Man, this is... This is oof. I don't. We use the Christmas metaphor for opening day. You know, it's 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 Christmas. Your, your season's starting. You're seeing what you got. Trying to think what the right word is for this week in the playoffs, where things just line up that it's like mm, it's perfect. You look across the bracket, four real good quarterfinal games. Where if you're just a fan of football, you look at it and you're like, yes, that is a witching hour style night under the Friday night lights. Oh, it's just going to be great. Every one of these games is going to be good. The first one, Scripps Ranch and West Hills. Scripps Ranch, the number one. Uh, they even received top 10 votes countywide in the Union Tribune media poll toward the end of the season. West Hills, the number nine, coming off a dramatic road win at Valhalla. This is a collision course that we didn't know we needed in our football lives but I like this. I, I like this as a, a a test for Scripps Ranch coming off of, of a bye, coming off of a perfect season, coming off of, I, I mean, you name it, Scripps Ranch has kind of checked that box this season. And, and now they get to take on a West Hills team that 
has has very quietly crept into a seven and four record that you kind of look at and you go, all right, they could be dangerous. Not saying that this is my upset lock of the week by any measure. I believe that Scripps Ranch will win this game, but something tells me that this is going to be two styles of football colliding that just pair very nicely for a close game. Next game we got is number five, Central, taking on number four, San Diego. The Central Spartans getting a 46-38 win over Mount Carmel. So Mount Carmel giving them a run for their money in that first round. Spartans look to make back-to-back championship games appearances. To get through that, or to get to that, they'll have to get through San Diego. San Diego end up ending up with a bye in the first round, and I don't think it could have come at a better time. Uh, I'm assuming by Friday we will be seeing the battery posts potentially coming from Coach Charles James. That this team is healthier-ish, healthier, healthy. You know, they're in, they're they're back to a. a Fuller roster, we're, and, and, and when you when you get this team anywhere near healthy from what we've seen this season, there's nothing that you can doubt about this San Diego team. I think that Central is going to give them a very competitive game. I give San Diego the edge. On the other side of the bracket, the number three La Jolla Vikings coming off a bye will take on the number six modern-day Catholic Crusaders Modern day with a 33-19 win over Imperial in the first round. Uh, we actually had a moment where uh, the two coaching staffs bumped into one another at the, uh, the the playoff bracket reveal. And uh, they kind of saw this matchup coming, and, and I think they're excited about it. This one... Uh, this is two teams that if you had told me at the beginning of the season, they would be meeting as a, a 3-6 matchup in the quarterfinals. I'd be like, no, I don't, I, I don't see that. I was wrong on, on the preview podcasts uh, about just how quickly the talent would mature from both of these schools. So I owe that out there uh, just, just to, be, to be fully honest about it. And I'm impressed, and I think that, man, this just seems like out of out of all the teams here, this seems like the 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 winner of this game gets that nod going into next year. Where you're like, all right, their youth is matured, and they are going to be you know, potential favorites in the division. So, I'll give the edge to La Jolla. I think that defense is dynamic. Wouldn't be surprised if they are the the the, the side of the ball that sort of. You know, is making waves after this game uh, when we're when we're recapping it. Number seven, Brawley taking on number two, Hilltop, is the last of the Division three games. Been big on Hilltop all season long. Early in the year, I was talking with John Maffey about them even potentially being a top 10 team. Saw them end a couple of streaks. They're real good. Uh, I, I don't see any reason why this bracket shouldn't ultimately play out as the one and the two meeting in the championship, but it's certainly, like I said, it's going to be a very fun round getting through this one. What do you say we move on now to the Division Four bracket? Give you these real quick, and then we'll bring Tommy Morris in uh, to give a little bit more in-depth. Got number one, Santana, versus number eight, Escondido. I see this one as... Santana gets a run for their money, but ultimately makes it through. Number five, Patrick Henry. Number four, Orange Glenn. I give the nod to Kale Patterson. Run, run, run. Catch, catch, catch. Throw, throw, throw. What? Kick, kick, kick. However he needs to do it, you know he's going to do a lot of it. And I see him as uh, someone that, you know, back in the playoffs, again, after after the success last year, why not you know, go with it until you doubt it? The same with Bishops like I was talking earlier. Uh, number three, Montgomery will take on number six, La Jolla Country Day. Huge shout-out to Coach Dunkel and his staff at Montgomery and everything that they have done in their very brief time there to just absolutely take this program in the right direction. They're, they they got to be the favorites uh, through this one. Number 10, Coronado, the Cinderella story of this and potentially all the brackets with a 29-27 win over Mount Miguel on the road last week. Gets a second crack at Sarah. The number two-seeded Conquistadors had a bye last week. When these two teams met earlier this season, 
It was a decidedly Sarah-heavy game. This one was played, I'm trying to see what week. Week six of the season, October 4th. So, month and a week ago as of the recording, or month and eight days ago as of the recording of this podcast. And it was a 35-7 to win for Sarah. So, uh... You know, uh, I, I think that if you go too far back, you're not necessarily talking about the same football teams. Obviously, if we went all the way back to the beginning of the season, we would be talking about an O and 2 Sarah team that kind of stuttered out the, out, out the gate. If we'd be going back to the, to the very earliest parts of the season, we'd be talking about a, a Coronado team that was 1-1, one and one, like, at what point do you just say, all right, let, let's try and draw comps, but it, you know, this is a little bit of a new game. Certainly would continue to be an upset mathematically uh, if, if Coronado moves on. I will admit that we know infinitely more about Coronado. I did the grind with them this season, which... take this as an opportunity for a shameless plug go check that out on all of our social media we'll retweet it along with this show sarah's in the driver's seat for this one it is is about as, as neutral of a comment as i can make tommy let's transition now and bring in tommy morris all right we are now joined by real tommy morris the uh man whose laugh decidedly uh conveys less like Santa Claus over the phone than it does in person, but uh, we still love to have him on with us. Tommy Morris, thank you very much for joining us. Tom- it's, it's a mix between something you would hear from Santa Claus and something like you would hear in a psych ward. <laughs> it's, uh... <laughs> It, oh, it, yeah. No, it, no. I, I picture it as Santa's laugh when he gets back from from Christmas and has one toy left. And he stares at it and just laughs because he's just like, I'm not going to go back out and deliver that. Um, yeah, family trip. Yeah. Imagine all of us in the same way. So Tommy's going to help us talk about the Division Four playoffs. Tommy Morris, um, nobody really survived the Division Four first round in, like, perfect tact, it seemed. Uh, a couple of... Uh, of, of very close games and one very notable upset with Coronado beating Mount Miguel. So let's start though at the top of the bracket and work our way down. Escondido beat Classical Academy to move on and now they get a shot at number one Santana. So Santana and Escondido, tell me what you see here. This will be a close one. Escondido's Tajay Brooks coming off a two interception, one touchdown. Should have been two touchdowns actually but his uh, interception return for touchdown was called back. Uh, Performance he will be shadowing – he should be, if I was coaching, he should be shadowing Santana's lead receiver, Randall Smith, who has 14 touchdowns so far this season. I know it says one versus eight, but it'll play a lot closer to a three versus four game. I think – or, sorry, four versus five. Gosh, number is bad. Uh, I think Santana will still win this one, but it will be very close. Do not be surprised if it's only by a touchdown. Our next game is uh, number five, Patrick Henry, who survived – against Del Norte, thanks to late heroics. They are taking on Orange Glenn, who's coming off the bye. Tommy, do you see Cale Patterson running all day in this one, or does Patrick Henry have a shot? Patrick Henry has a shot, but, I mean, they had to play that game perfectly last week to win, and they did. They had two onside kicks that recovered, and they wanted the last second to beat Del Norte. They gave Elijah Lux, the sophomore running back, the ball 31 times, which he turned into 257 yards and two touchdowns. Orange Glenn, you already mentioned him. We all know who Cale Patterson is. He's averaging 221 yards and 2.6 touchdowns per game on the ground. He's also been used in the passing game this year a little bit. 455 receiving yards and seven touchdowns for him through the air. We got Montgomery, number three, taking on La Jolla Country Day, who put up 66 points in the first round. EJ Kreutzman, named one of the October stars of the month for the San Diego Sports Association, can throw the ball with the best of them here in San Diego. Montgomery can be physical up front with the best of them. So it seems like we've got two contradicting or two at least very differing styles of football going at it here in this one between Montgomery and La Jolla Country Day. Tommy, please 
be as biased and pro-country day as you can. Well, I, I would say this, Corsman, even if he played one game in November with the game he played last week, he would win November Player of the Week, too, with the stats that he put up. He broke the 4,000-yard mark passing because last week he threw for 428 yards. He also ran for 150. Nick Albert, the wide receiver, had 213 receiving yards and five touchdowns, including one that went for 95 yards. He also had 90 yards rushing in this game. It is not going to be easy for Country Day, though. As you mentioned, Montgomery, a very good team. Alexander Dixie from Montgomery is their quarterback. He's also the leading rusher. Jaheim Williams, also great out of the backfield, averaging 10.5 yards per carry. I've got Country Day in a tight one in this one. I, I don't think they're going to be able to put up, you know, 60-something points like they're able to last week. But when you can throw that effectively, the size on the line doesn't matter as much. I think that Country Day will be able to have some success in the air, obviously not as much as they did uh, last game. Montgomery, I think, is going to have a lot of success on the ground. I bet Montgomery probably runs for close to 200 yards, but Country Day is going to throw for about 300. It's going to be a close one. I think Country Day wins with a score somewhere in the 20s. Our last game is number 10, Coronado, and number 2, Sarah. Help me break this one down. Can the Islanders' postseason success continue? Uh, it's going to be tough. These two teams have already played. Sarah won the first game on October 4th, 35-7. In that game, Sarah ran for 314 yards. Generally, you run for 314, you're going to win the game. Some positives. Coronado, though, Devin Schulte with 184 all-purpose yards and three touchdowns, including one on a fake punt. That was very exciting. And that upset win that you were talking about over Mount Miguel. I think the postseason train stops here for the Islanders. Or would it be like a bus if they're Islanders? I mean, it would it be a, a boat if they're Islanders? Well, 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 last week, uh, Noah had Coach Hines swimming down through the Panama Canal to get here. So I That's would right. assume that the team would just swim across the, the, the bay. Right. So, yeah, they get stuck in the canal on this one. Uh, I think Sarah's going to win this ball game. Sarah's a very, very good team. I think they're, they're my favorite for, for this division, so I like Sarah. All right, that's our picks for the Division Four round. Tommy, can you stick around and we'll we'll uh, we'll jump you back in on the Division Five? Why not? Okay, on to Division Five now. We've got Tommy Morris at Real Tommy Morris on Twitter and Instagram. A good follow for some fun. I'm, Tommy, I'm the guy from the Division Four bracket. Yes, he is also the guy from the Division Four bracket. He's also the guy that at one point, uh, I think it was Week Two of the season, wished us Happy New Year. Uh, Tommy, first game of no, the division. No, that was when I got stuck in because I didn't know what week it was because sometimes it was week zero, sometimes it was week one, and I, I didn't know where I was. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so our first game to talk about in Division 5 is the number one-seeded Vincent Memorial. They had a bye. They will take on number eight-seeded El Cajon Valley, who had about as impressive of a first round as you can, winning 33-0 over Mountain Empire. So number eight, El Cajon Valley, or number one, Vincent Memorial? Yeah, kind of like we've seen in some of the other divisions, this is a game that's already happened before. Uh, in the first game, Vincent Memorial won 35-6. to However, that was on September 20th. So very different teams now. Demarius Hyde for Elkhorn Valley had 115 yards rushing and three touchdowns in their win last week. For Vincent Memorial, expect Hernan Olivas to have a big game. He's their number one passer and rusher. He's through for 2,183 yards and 25 touchdowns this season. I like Vincent Memorial, the number one seed. For a reason, I think they'll win by two touchdowns. Our next game to talk about is number five, Crawford, traveling to take on number four, Francis Parker. What do you see here? A lot of different Lancers are going to have the ball for Francis Parker. They love to run it. Rakowski, Childs, Camposeco, all seniors who carry the load, as well as a freshman standout named Chris White. For Crawford, quarterback Kevin Luong is coming off a two-passing touchdown, one rushing touchdown performance in round one. Both teams beat Maranatha by a lot, but... Parker blew out Hoover, and Crawford played them pretty close. Castle Park blew out Crawford, while Parker only lost by a touchdown. You look at those common opponents and just kind of the track record of both these teams, it looks pretty good for Parker. I think they win this one pretty easily. Number three, Holtville is taking on number six, Mission Bay. Tommy, help us make sense of this one. Well, Mission Bay, in the beginning of the year, almost lost St. Cedro last week. Was not even close. Big win. Oh, Mission Bay, probably the biggest blowout win in week one, or playoff week one, excuse me. Evan Aguilar scored three times in that win. The game was out of hand by the third quarter. They were, Mission Bay was able to rest quarterback Clash Orsborne. They brought in the young guy, finished the game out. Holtville likes to run the ball. Jose DeVoe ran for 1,549 yards and 330, excuse me, touchdowns this season. I like Mission Bay by two touchdowns. I know, again, the speeds don't agree with me here. It is a very far trip out to Holtville, kind of. It's way out there, but I, I like Mission Bay's chances. I, I think that a big, big, big win we've had in uh, playoff week one 
gives you a ton of confidence going into the second round, so I like the Green Bay. Our final game to talk about in Division 5 is number 7, Palo Verde Valley, traveling to take on Castle Park, one of the sweetheart stories of the season. Can Castle Park legitimately put together two good games here and find themselves in the championship round? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're ranked number two, so they're, they're supposed to win this game, right? For Palo Verde, Marcus Macon, I, I mentioned him a couple times earlier on the podcast, he might be the most impressive freshman in the second. Last week, seven carries, 164 yards. Let me say that again. Seven carries for 164 yards and three touchdowns in their first-round game against Claremont. Josiah Edwards-Love, also a talented rusher and receiver. He'll get the ball a lot for Palo Verde Valley as well. Castle Park likes to run the ball as well. Expect this game to end very quickly time-wise. It'll be like one of those two-hour games. Eric Hernandez is their leading rusher with 1,085 yards and 16 touchdowns this season. Chris Wright carries the ball a lot, too. He has 100, or 500, excuse me, 14 yards and five touchdowns. And Ramon Kamal has eight touchdowns. Not as many yards, but kind of a bruising guy gets those touchdowns. So Castle Park can beat you a bunch of different ways. They're ranked number two. I don't see any reason why there should be an upset in this one. Well, there you have it. Tommy Morris bringing us the Division 5 playoff matchups according to how a guy that wears a hat that says run the dang ball sees it. Tommy, thank you very much for joining us. And uh, hopefully you don't have to experience what I've experienced in the last two rounds, and that is uh, your your voice getting edited into highlights as a team that you picked against wins. So I hope you go 8-0 in these two brackets. Thank you very much for joining us, man, and we will uh, we'll talk to you on the recap show or back in studio uh, next no, week. No, wait. I want to be in highlights, though. Maybe I should just talk bad about all the teams, and then I can be in all the highlights. <laughs> You just intentionally pick both. All right, well, stay tuned for the alternate podcast where Tommy picks the opposite teams that he just picked. Everybody loses. All right, thank you, Tommy, for joining us. Let's uh, let's let's reconvene after a quick break and uh, let's do open. What's happening, sports fans? Christian Pedersen. Noah Laxina. Tommy Morris, who emailed himself the notes for this bracket but didn't go through, and now for the rest of the brackets, I'm going to have to wing this one. Gosh darn it. You can find them on social media at SD Prep Insider or at CIFSDS.org. That's no, 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 CIF. my notes, my notes. Oh, your notes. My notes. You might have sent them onto our Twitter. Also, I apologize for not listening to, the, to what you said because I don't listen to the show personally. I'm just here to press buttons and talk. If you are wondering who is joining, oh, first off, welcome to the Open Division podcast. Uh, everybody's uh, everybody's fighting through nine hours of trying to put these podcasts together. If you were wondering who's behind the mystery curtain on this one, or what the mystery curtain is in general, if this is the first of the playoff ones that you are listening to, we have a special guest joining us on the hotline every single episode. This time, it is none other than Bodie Da Silva. Bodie, hello. What's up? Bodie, Good I have a question. I feel like you need a theme song for when you have, when you join us remotely. So we need to we need to come up with one. We'll work okay. on that. Fair enough. Right. Uh, we will put it on the poll at SD Prep Insider. What should uh, Bodie Da Silva's theme song be? He should just come to like some Tame Impala, like a Tame Impala song. Do you guys know? Ta- yeah, I do. I do. No, I do. I do. I do. I just okay. didn't. I've never heard anyone say that, that her name out loud. Okay. I just I like it was very time calm, a. very Bodie, very Beast. Bodie, do you have a, a song that if you were to enter into, into say, like a, a, a boxing match or something like that, that would be your hype song that we could we could sample? I really don't. Um, <laughs> enter Sandman. Man, no, there's nothing that comes to mind. Speaking, well, yeah, I don't want to take I don't want to take one of the famous baseball entering ones. Speaking of uh, the Twitter and the polls, we would just like to address something uh, to at SDFNL Magazine. I'm assuming it's Ruben Pena <laughs> tweeting. Um <laughs> We're okay. We are okay, Ruben. <laughs> this is what this we do. This is normal. This is no. This is this is a mild night. This is not the Tongan Tank in studio talking about Nom. Um, but yes, for those of you that are listening and following along, uh, and or just following along, we used to be a radio show, so the live polls made sense. We are now a podcast, so the polls end up being about forty-five minutes before the show. But the absurdity of the polls is supposed to entice you to go from social media and be like, oh, that was funny. How did they arrive at that moment? Then you go listen to it, and that's how you get hooked. That's how you get engaged. So uh, we appreciate SDFNL Magazine for checking in on us. We are okay, as okay can be, for a group of four maniacs 
that are spending their evening talking about all things high school sports here in San Diego. Bodie, you saw a volleyball game today. Uh, how'd that go? I did. It was good. Uh, two teams who hadn't played this year, despite being two of the best in the county, and uh, Cathedral took it to La Costa, won in four sets, and they're into the, the Open Division Championship, which luckily for them is in their, their own gym. All right, well, Bodie brings up Open, and that's what we're going to talk about with some football here. The way this works out is they have a week off right now, uh, so these games are going to be played on the 15th. That is next Friday, and or I suppose it's this Friday if you're listening to it at some point, like three or four days from now, uh, from the time we're recording this. But these games are still a little ways off, so uh, you get some time to marinate and think about this. The first one is Helix versus St. Augustine. The second one is Cathedral Catholic versus Carlsbad. So let's start with that Helix-Saints matchup. Bodie, how do you see this one? Yeah, we saw this matchup uh, just a few weeks back, maybe four or five weeks back, and Helix really jumped on him quick. Uh, obviously, L. Leon is, is done for, for the season, and unfortunately for his career, but sophomore running back Christian Washington has jumped in, and um, I, I don't think he can be as good, but he's been pretty much as close to as he can be so far and only a sophomore, so. Uh, I would expect Helix to do much of the same. They've been unstoppable in recent weeks, a big comeback uh, against Steel Canyon last week. And uh, St. Augustine just seems to be trending down at the wrong time of the year. No Alexina. I'm going to go St. Augustine with the upset here. I think when you play a team twice, you know, you get you get a lot more knowledge about them. I think Saints, you know, when it comes to playoff time, they're going to turn on the switch. I know Helix is a good team, but... I know, and I know they have a good running back to replace Elion Noah, but I just think that's one less thing that, you know, Saints has to game plan for, and I think um, they're going to come out and shock a lot of people. Tommy Morris. Well, I mean, they, I, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but he ran for about 180 yards last week, so it didn't matter much against Steel. So I, I think that Helix still wins this thing, and yes, you're losing a really good player, but you're replacing him with another good one. Kid's only a sophomore, too, so that is scary for everybody else because he's going to be around a while. So I think he looks with this one comfortably. Bodie first response is uh, from Twitter right now has the USC fight song. What? As your uh, theme song be. Uh, this is another uh, case of people convincing or confusing all three of us. I think that was supposed to be. I'm also confused yeah, why I put it that as a yes or no, no question. There, but we'll go with it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know why I put that as a yes or no question. Look, uh, the, like I, I'm a little frazzled right now, man. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> The uh, the 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 fact that that SDFNL magazine cares enough, man, to 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 shout out uh, to my my safety and mental stability, it, it really means a lot to me. Uh, Tommy, we've heard from you. We have not heard from. Yeah, you. Yeah, we did. Okay. I'm with Helix. I'm gonna I'm gonna close this game out, and I'm gonna say Helix. Uh, man, it I was, voted it yes was on so pool. close in the first time these two teams played, and. You, you you can you can say what you want about oh it's hard to beat a team twice it's hard to this it's hard to that these aren't necessarily the same teams there's been some changes on the offensive side in terms of weaponry so you know fresh slate wipe it clean this is going to be really a, a, a good game but I think it's going to be Helix by the slightest of margins our other game we got is Cathedral Catholic and Carlsbad who wants to take this one first Bodie De Silva does. Oh, no, Tommy, I didn't see you again. I did. Bodie, Bodie, tell with you. Shut up. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm just uh, pretty impressed I, by Bodie, Carlsbad. Bodie, 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 I, I didn't mean that. I, Noah, are you getting texts? Who's getting these texts? No, I'm not. I no that's me. Text. My fault. No, it's me. Oh, that, I'm okay, that, okay, that's. I don't get texts because oh. I'm single. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't want to say that. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> the best accidental mic deact. I, basically, I just want to say, Bodie, I'm very sorry that I said that. I didn't mean that. Tommy, you're up. Yeah, impressed that Carlsbad was even able to make it at this point. I don't think get a lot of people. What? What do you mean? You weren't impressed? No, no this, that, that's what I expected from this team. Yeah, so uh, Cathedral coming off of a disappointing loss to Lincoln. I don't think it's going to happen again. Meyer threw two touchdown passes in his debut as a starter. Or was it the second game? I don't know. It, it, yeah, as a starter for Cathedral. Zavian Watson, still Zavian Watson, though. So I, I like Cathedral. Did you just say Zavian Watson is Zavian Watson? Yes. Because I know what that means. That means that he's Xavier Watson. He is oh, he, that oh, he's man. that man. Uh, <laughs> Bodie De Silva, hit us up. Yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to this game. Obviously, it was, it's a rematch of identical last year, two versus three in open. Uh, and that was a game where, where Cathedral came out and, and running clocked Carlsbad. And 
Um, I'm sure over these these next week and a half, um, well, two weeks dating back to the bracket release, that, that Carlsbad will be um, very sure of, of what happened last year. I'm sure that's being reminded to them by their coaching staff, uh, a lot of returning players for them this year that, that remember that moment. So I expect Carlsbad to give them a great game here. I know they were upset that they didn't get a home game with Cathedral losing uh, to end the regular season. So I'm going to go Carlsbad here. Their offense has looked really good all year. They've got a great group of linebackers, and um, I think they're getting Cathedral at the right time with, with C.J. Ralph being injured. I will say this. I'm big on Carlsbad, man. I, I think that they are the breath of fresh air type team that – there's there's something different that we haven't seen in the in the very recent memory of the open division. So I think that they just bring a new energy to it, and and I I I feel like publicly picking against Cathedral Catholic is sort of the same thing as publicly picking against Tom Brady. Um, it will literally never, no matter how long it goes on or how questionable it looks, be a yeah. good idea. But you know what? I'm that idiot. I'm not a very smart person, and I'm not a very responsible wow. person, at least in this public persona that I play on air. So I will go with Carlsbad. You know what? Uh, I mean, you know, Carlsbad has a real chance here. I think, uh, you know, they watched that film, uh, Lincoln versus Cathedral. You know, Lincoln probably gave him a little bit of a blueprint, and I think, you know, they're going to play him really close. But at the end of the day, man, it's CC out there. It's Cathedral Catholic, and I just think come open time, Everybody, you know, get your popcorn ready, tune in because, you know, CC plays like perfect football in the playoffs. And I'm just excited to see them again do it because they always do. CC, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tommy Morris? I pick Cathedral. Um, Remember? I, no, I don't. <laughs> Maybe it's between the No, I've been, I've, been, I've been too busy on these polls because I'm watching you respond to our poll. I, apologize, I wanted folks. to respond to the poll. I like our yeah, polls. No, I, I just no, want no. I, I'm doing a very bad job of, of organizing this marching band. And uh, look, you guys have all been great for listening to this. You guys have all been great for partaking in this. If you are done with the Open Division 1 now, jump around. Check out all the other brackets. Jump around. Jump around. Jump, yeah. Jump, yeah. Jump. We, I don't know if we're allowed to sing like that because that might be copyrighted and we might owe oh. somebody money for that. Wow. We will find out. Uh, but that might also mean someone has to listen to the show. You can follow Bodie at SD Preps. He is the Scorebook Live reporter. You can follow them at SB Live CA. Bodie is sitting Getting at home. a lot of love in my response, by the way. <laughs> I might hit the winner. Yeah, Bodie, uh, you might you might have to go check out some of these options for your theme song. Uh, they're, they're starting to roll in now. Uh, you can follow him at <laughs> SD Preps on social media or SB Live CA. Bodie De Silva, thank you very much. Go check out what Bodie's writing right now about some volleyball, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, Bodie. All right, thank you to all of our guests that stuck around for an entire bracket at some point in this show. Thank you for everybody in studio. But let's open up the phone lines now, and what do you say we just we see who's out there to talk a little high school football? Okay, so we are now joined by uh, quite literally the coolest person that will ever be on this show. His name is Moses Mooney. He oozes cool uh, both on and off the field. He is a were you a two or three time CIF champion while you were at Bishops? Yeah. Uh, yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, a multi time ch- yeah. CIF championship uh, from the Bishops School. Moses, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, he is currently playing football at Columbia. He is uh, starting to score more and more and, uh, and really get on the board there. So your Bishops Knights had a bye last week and they are now getting into action in the Division Two playoffs. You guys are going to be taking on the number nine-seeded Poway. Uh, the floor is entirely yours, Moses. Yeah. Um, I, I think this Bishop's team this year is really talented. I think Tyler Buckner is really talented. Um, I think his numbers week in and week out speak for itself. What he's done, who he is, and I've had the chance to be around him for a little bit of my time at Bishop's and um, I just, I think it's just going to be really difficult for anyone to beat Bishop's this year. Just knowing that you're going to have to outscore Tyler, um, it's going to be pretty problematic for anyone. Now I'm looking at the rest of the bracket. You guys currently are matched up against Poway. Morse is also in here. Vista is in here. El Camino is in here. San Pasqual. Those are a lot of 
big schools, both in enrollment numbers, in football participation numbers, and therefore in just you know depth and larger kit. So for somebody like yourself who's been on the small team side of that equation, what is the mindset going into uh, in, into a game like this against Poway? You know, they got a bigger roster. Are you guys uh, focused on, I mean, are you saving yourself during the week? Are you still going both ways? Are you adjusting the game plan? Just what's the small school mindset in the playoffs now? The small school mindset is, if anything, it just gets more intense knowing that we're going to be able to put it out there all on the line, um, that a lot is going to be asked of everyone. And now it's going to be the time where maybe kids who are not playing as much or starting to see their playing time go up, where this is a big opportunity for them to step up and do something for the team. Um, and then just things happen. People get tired, people cramp up. And really at this moment, so much of it is mental in preparation and the reps you take in practice and senior leadership. Um, so right now it's just it's a good time for everyone because I feel like these kids are starting to learn a lot about themselves and who they are and they're going to be definitely tested throughout the playoffs and so it's going to be just you know fun to see them grow and and see the things they go out there and do. So Moses, you're a couple of years removed now from playing at Bishops. What's uh, maybe share one lasting memory uh, from your time here in San Diego with us before we say goodbye? Just, just how much fun it is. Um, everyone's really supportive in San Diego in general, um, but specifically at Bishops, it was just so much fun. Um, the coaching staff is amazing. The kids are amazing. I'm beyond thankful for my time and my experiences there, and I credit a lot of my success and a lot of who I am today as a person is, is due to the people I was around at Bishops, and so I'm forever grateful for it. Now I got to ask uh, one final question: the the helmets this year for the Bishops football team uh, they they've gone really mostly with the all gold this year. You guys were mostly the all white helmets, if I have that correct. What do you think on the new look? Uh, I mean, I'm not the biggest fan. We had like a matte gold my freshman year, switched to black uh, towards the end of the season, and then we were white helmets for the rest of my career. I, we tried to get like a Baylor chrome gold when I was there, but it wasn't doable. Just, you know, all that stuff. We're not Baylor. So, um, not my favorite, but I think they like it. And I think it goes well with the, the new uniform combos they have. Fair enough. Uh, you can find Moses. Uh, Moses, you mind if I sh- uh, p- plug your, your Instagram so everyone can follow you? Oh, yeah. Just Moses3 on Instagram, Moses23 on Twitter. I'm not giving out my Snapchat, but uh, that's that. Deal. Moses, thank you very much for joining us, folks. Go follow him and come check out the uh, the uh, the Bishops game. It's going to be at, uh, I believe, Mira Mesa High School this Friday night, 7 p.m. against Poway. Moses, thanks. All right, perfect, man. Thank you very, very much. All right, we are now joined by Adam Paul, the man who was mysteriously missing from the last recap show because I am bad at editing and nobody <laughs> ever told anyone else at this company. Adam Paul is at uh, EC underscore preps underscore SD on Twitter, EC preps on Instagram. Adam, thank you very much for joining us. You ready to talk a little high school football? Sounds good, man. I'm always, always, always excited to talk high school football. All right, so we got the Division Three playoff bracket in front of me. I don't know. I said we in front of me. I'm so bad at this. I, that's why I have you guys here. First game is Scripps Ranch versus the number nine West Hills that went on a little bit of a late game surge last week to upset Valhalla. Does the Cinderella run continue for West Hills or is Scripps Ranch the one seed for a reason? Uh, you know, I honestly, I believe Script Ranch is actually going to win this game pretty easily. I, I know they're favored 31 to 3, according to Cal Preps. I, I think it could be that score. Um, the only way I see West Hills having any chance, I mean, I think that they can be in the, be in the game for a little bit, but I think Scripps will eventually just um, wear them down. Um, is if the Wolfpack can, can somehow keep keep Scripps off the field um, with their run with their running game. Um, all 
defensively if uh, Stephen Christini and the Clearman brothers can somehow play ball hawk and keep the ball out of uh, Scripps' Scripps Ranch's weapons. Uh, But I think, you know, Coach Gardinari, you know, they were actually at the game on Friday night um, when West Hills beat Valhalla. So they'll have a really good game plan going into that game. And um, I honestly think, like I said, I honestly think Scripps Ranch will win that game pretty easily. Next game is the number four San Diego Cavers playing host to the number five Central Spartans. I see this one somehow as the most exciting game in, in this round of the like, – I don't know, man. The D3 bracket is stacked in every yeah. sense of it. But somehow, man, I just get – both of these teams are very, very good and very much uh, – they're that scary good where they – they don't blow teams out like the the flashiness of of, of Hilltop and Scripps, and they're just hard nosed. Like, someone from this this game is going to go on a run. How do you see it ending, though? I think Coach James. Um, you know, recently he was deemed a living legend over there for San Diego, honored with that honor. Um, I think he'll have his, the Cavers ready to go make another run for um, a CIF championship. Um, I like their, I like Mo Jackson. I like um, Ari, the freshman running back. He's super quick. Um, Excuse me. Uh, I I just, you know, I central, I haven't seen too much of them just from what I've I've seen um, online and reading about them. Uh, you know, they're coming up from the desert, so that's always an interesting um, ordeal. Um, but I just think that with San Diego and the home crowd, I think it's going to be a packed house. And um, I see uh, San Diego winning this game pretty – not I mean, pretty good, I think, by two touchdowns. Number three, La Jolla plays host to number six, Modern Day Catholic. I am always very, very gentle – when it comes to your alma mater, so please return the favor here with mine. No, this is an interesting game, you know. Um, obviously, modern day is not the modern day of old with C.J. Verdell and whatnot. Um, or are you know, they? they is C.J. back? Running, yeah, they have very talented running back in um, uh, Calvert. Um Hoya, I, I I think you know that their momentum will carry over from that from that very emotional game over Christian to win the league championship. I I honestly don't think they're ready to end their to see they're ready to see their season ending. I can see this game actually being pretty close, um, and I honestly think Hoya has a good shot at winning this game. Actually, my man, my man, my man. Okay, last game we got is number two, Hilltop, playing host to number seven, Brawley. Can Hilltop make their way through this bracket to finally get a chance at a CIF championship under head coach Drew Wessling, or are the Brawley Wildcats a sneaky road team? Like like Central, the road trip's going to be um, an ordeal, you know, somewhat of an ordeal. Um, talking, you know, the other night with Montel Allen, Montel, yeah, Montel Allen. Um, we honestly, I honestly think Hilltop has a good shot. I like having seen them play a couple times this year. I like the quarterback, um, their receivers. Um, Mario, I believe, what's his, his last name? At, at Atkey, is it? I think it is. Um, you know, they've, you know, defensively, they've been playing really well of late. Um, I honestly think um, they are ready to take that next step and um, challenge for a Division Three um, championship. All righty, there you go. Those are the Division Three games from Adam Paul at EC underscore preps underscore SD on Twitter, EC preps on Instagram. Adam, before we say goodbye, I will give you, like everyone else that has joined us on this show, carte blanche to talk about one game in any division. What do you want to talk about? The game I'll be at. Um, I'm going to go see Oceanside at Steel Canyon. I think it's going to be um, a really good matchup. Um, 
you know, last time these two teams met was back in 2004 in the D- Division Two quarterfinals, and Oceanside won that game 34 to 10. Um, both teams are really good defensively. Steel Canyon, you know, only allowing 10 and a half, basically 10 and a half points of contest, and um, Oceanside allowing basically 17, 16 and a half, 17 points of contest. Um, it's going to be really interesting. I, I, I you know, Steel Cannon's defense is really potent. Um, they're going to have a tough challenge with uh, Kavika Tua, um, but I think they're up to it. Also, um, I, it's my understanding that um, Elia Kurismasi, um, I believe, is going to be in, at the starting helm for Steel Cannon, I think. But there is a possible chance that um, uh, Jeremy Mendez Gall could come back. I'm not sure yet. Um, either way, I think the Cougars are, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, poised to make their run and defend their home field and keep show why they deserve that number one seed in um, the Division One playoffs. All righty, Adam, thank you very much for joining us. We will talk to you for the recap show, whether or not I actually record it correctly and have it just in my ears or in the record section. Who knows? We might somehow accidentally record you in Spanish uh, or Mandarin or something like that uh, with a Translate app on accident. Adam Paul at EC Preps. You can always follow him for one of the most interactive Twitter feeds in all of the San Diego high school sports scene. Adam, thank you very much for joining us, and we will talk to you soon. Our next celebrity picker is currently the best player on the Stanford Cardinal football team and potentially the best player all time from Francis Parker. And I know that for a fact, he has the best two parents in the world. Our show feels like they are our parents. It's Ryan Sanborn. Ryan, thank you very much for joining us. I'm told you want to talk a little football. Yeah, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to all of my guys on the Parker team. Uh, I just wanted to let them know that they're going to kill it this weekend and get the sub against Crawford. I uh, can't wait to see them taking home the D5 championship soon, too. I like how you don't deny that you're the best player on the Stanford Cardinal football team. <laughs> that is nice. I like to see that the confidence has stuck with you from last year. <laughs> uh, if, I, if I put you in that locker room right now, or you know, on Friday night leading up to the game, what do you think your message to, like, like would you go the yelling, rot, like, you guys don't know what it was like back when we were in high school or are you giving them like the, the inspirational, like this is how you make it to the next level or are you just like, 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 like what would, what would your move be on Friday night to get them ready for this game? I think the best thing I can tell them is just listen to what coach Matt's saying. I mean, he's the best in the business right now in high school. Okay. Well then tell um, us a little bit about how he turned around. The program. All right. So, so uh, now that you're no longer a, a member of his team, can you give us a little inside peek as to what coach is like pregame? Does he give the speech? Does the beard give oh. the speech? Is, is he a yeller? Is he is, like, like what, come on, give us, you gotta, you gotta have one funny story. You can briefly share with us. Oh man. Um, there's just so many like good memories I've had. From Keep in mind, he can no longer <laughs> punishment conditioning you. Like there is, like he's not going to be able to call up Stanford and make you run. But I don't know. He's got some uh, connections everywhere, so you never know when it's going to come back to get me. <laughs> but yeah, I think just all of our uh, we've had a lot of good speeches over the years. Some good halftime speeches. Um, we've had a couple broken lockers that have uh, sparked some rallies, but. Yeah, we've had some uh, some very passionate speeches from him. Fair enough. I will uh, I will let everyone else's imagination run wild and fill in the blanks. <laughs> Ryan, thank you so much for joining us. I really hope that this gets your parents to listen to this episode so that they can understand how much we miss yeah, them. <laughs> um, you guys rock. Ryan is like I mentioned, currently playing at Stanford. So if you are not doing anything on Saturday when you're done watching high school football on Friday. Tune in to watch Stanford and support him and Diego Precious Abubu, who is also a San Diego native. All sorts of great things there. Ryan, thank you very much for joining us. Talk to you. Uh, I have no idea when the next time we'll talk to you is. But yeah, hopefully thank you so soon. much for having me. All right, our next judge, or our mystery judge. I don't know why I called any. If some people are behind mystery curtains. Some people are judges. Some people are celebrity. I Look, this is what you get when with a scattered-brained Christian by himself in the studio. Uh, I start branching out and calling all sorts of people. 
We've got David Ferker on the other end of the line. He is San Diego Sports Domination on Twitter and Instagram. One of the newest content creators and voices in the high school scene. Some of the best photography you will get out there. You have to follow his account for all sorts of great photos. David, thank you very much for joining us. I have to just full disclosure to everybody out there listening. You are a La Jolla High School alumni. If anybody had uh, accidentally stumbled across a practice field in 2008, they would see us on the scout team together getting completely blown up by the starting defense. So uh, just that that puts everyone in the frame of mind for how much football collectively he and I actually know. Uh, Dave, thank you very much for joining us, man. Uh, Glad to have you on the show finally. No problem. Thanks for having me, Christian. All right, so we have you on here very specifically to be a homer uh, for the Division Four or Division Three matchup. I, I, yeah, Division Three matchup with La Jolla High School taking on Modern Day Catholic. The three versus the six. La Jolla with a bye last week. Modern Day Catholic beating Imperial. Give me uh, if you want to go unbiased. If you want to go biased, whatever you want to say. Give me thirty seconds on this game. So uh, there's a few players to watch for La Jolla, of course. Max Smith, of running back, and Jack Weiss, those guys are going to pound the football, and they're going to do it successfully. And if you want to beat La Jolla, you have to go after their sophomore quarterback, Jackson Stratton. He may look sloppy at times, and he's also really good at times. Um, throwing the game-winning touchdown against Christian before the bye week. So it's definitely interesting, and – don't sleep on their defense. They have probably the second or third best defense in the entire Division Three, behind Scripps Ranch in terms of how many points they can give up a game. It's pretty slim to none. So, Dave, do we dare get a prediction from you in this one? Uh, how, how do you want to be – this is your obviously your first introduction, as we've said, to the San Diego podcasting community for high school sports. Do you want to be bombastic – uh, a blowout guy? Are you trying to be a, a, a crystal ball? I'm going to predict the score exactly. Do you not want to talk about winners and losers at all? Like, like how do you want to make your first official selection? I'm going to be the person who's not going to give a winner or a loser. Ah, journalistic integrity am, be damned. I'm coming out of here with a journalism degree and just with my blog covering San Diego as a whole, I don't really want to be a homer for one team because I want everything to win. But then at the end of the day, I'm an alum from La Jolla. I was going to say, there's a a lot of possessive we used in our DMs back and forth uh, to one another as we are giddy (laughs) after the the La Jolla defeating Morse night. Uh, But okay, fair enough. I will will, uh, say thank you for at least wading into those waters. Uh, And I'll ask you about one other game before we get out of here. You got to watch Mission Bay and San Ysidro last week. Mission Bay uh, in the Division 5 playoffs, they got a long trip this week out to Holtville. And then if they make it through that, they're going to have to probably play Castle Park as one of the toughest teams. So it seems like right now Mission Bay is a distant road to the playoff or to the championships. But at the same time, I looked through the brackets, and I see 56 nothing as being the most impressive score from that first round. You got to see them. Where do you gauge the temperature on this Mission Bay team right now? Um, they're hot. You know, that's, that's pretty much the biggest thing you can say after not winning a single game in league to coming out in the first round of the playoffs and blowing Danny Seagirl out. And I, I mean blowout. They took all of their starters out after the third quarter of this game. The man can they burn you deep and they can they can run. So I think they are going to have to deal with adversity, of course, going to Holtville, which is I'm assuming the longest drive that some of these players are ever going to have to make. I know with us, the furthest we ever went to El, was El Centro. So if they can deal with that and they can win, you know, I think they can make a pretty deep run. They have the talent to do so. All righty, you can find all of his great work. Like you said, he covers all of San Diego. That means he's a native because he gets that joke. David Ferker, San Diego Sports <laughs> Domination. We will tag him in all of this stuff so you guys can follow him easily. But definitely seek him out because he's been doing it really, really well at a high level for a long time. Like almost coming up on a decade stretch of this now. Just getting into the high school sports, though. So maybe the last couple of weeks have just been your first introduction to him. But a lot of great stuff that you can go check out. 
at San Diego Sports Domination. David Furker, thank you very much for joining us, and uh, don't be a stranger, man. Next up in our celebrity guest judges, you have seen his work, hit like on it, and I guaranteed shared it and rewatched a million times. It's Alex Paz and or Paz, however you want to pronounce it. We like to know him as Cabbage PNG. He's the best video artist, potentially, because I can't necessarily de- like declare you the best yet until the, the Battle of the Fans happens, but he's with San Marcos. Thank you very much for joining us as one of our celebrity pickers. You want to talk so about... Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. Um, you want to talk about Tory Pines versus Lincoln. The floor is yours. Yeah, so, you know, as much as San Marcos hates Tory Pines uh, and all that kind of stuff, because uh, of everything that happened last year, you know, lightning rematch, we, we lost, whatever. Um, I was looking, I was looking at their game uh, last week against Rancho Bernardo, and how they pulled the what was it, like thirty four six, and Rancho Bernardo only scored in like the fourth quarter when they were completely tired out. So I feel like they're super hyped, and I mean, I hope they were training hard, harder this uh, this week. Uh, I, I see them uh, going up against Lincoln. Not sure what the score is. I would probably throw something like um, like something like close, like a 16-13. Uh, I feel it's going to be neck and neck for this one. 16-13 Tory, 16-13 Lincoln, or 16-13, but you're not going to call a winner? 16-13 uh, Tory. Okay. Link, Link, Lincoln beat us this year, so I'm not, I'm not done with them. Fair enough. Yeah. They, they, yeah. All righty. Thank you very much. Look, folks, if you want to go find him, I'll let Alex, I'll let you plug all of your social media, but go enjoy some of these edits because I guarantee you as soon as this guy leaves and graduates from San Marcos, he's going to go on to be like, I, I, I'm going to date myself and I would have said, go make music videos for VH1 or MTV that I don't think is a thing anymore. So, uh, I don't know where the videos go these days that are cool. and But Alex, you will be making those. So uh, let us know where we I'm can find honest, all your I'm stuff. I'm probably just going to do whatever I want. I, want, I mean, if I want to do sports, I want to do concerts, I want to do films, I want to do music videos. I just want to do everything. So, I mean, I'm kind of looking. Um, He's going to be a mogul. Let's, is that, how about that? Is, is a media mogul, is that a fair enough assessment of where yeah, you're headed? Yeah, that'll work. That'll work. Deal. Uh, let everybody know where they can find your stuff. Uh, yeah, so it's kind, of, it's kind of weird spelling, so I'll just spell it out. But it's K-A-B-A-G-E-P-N-G, Cabbage P-N-G. Um, totally go check it out. It's the same um, handle on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, and I post all my stuff there. Uh, so, yeah, go check it out. All right, thank you for joining us.